0: You are probably doing your lateral raises wrong. Yes, I know everyone thinks they know exactly how to do the lateral shoulder raise, and some of you might, some of you might not. But if you're not doing the things that I'm going to talk to you about in this episode, you're doing them wrong and you need to fix them because you're losing out on gains that you could be gaining, but instead you're losing them. So stay tuned to find out what you could be doing wrong, how to fix it, and how to get the most out of your lateral shoulder raises. What's up fellow hard gainers? Welcome back to the Build and Keep Fitness Podcast. We are back with season zero and back with bad audio. I apologize. I test I'm recording my phone right now because we've downgraded again. Not only can I not use my U or my my microphone that I made that I got specifically f- for podcasting, but now my computer itself, there's no audio input. I can't talk it doesn't pick up any kind of audio. From a microphone or from just my voice, it will not pick it up very frustrating, and I will try and get that fixed for you as soon as I can, Um, but I did, like, look at the audio for my phone, like, I tested it, it didn't sound that bad, it's not great, it's not great, but, but it'll work, (laughs) so I, I apologize again for the potentially poor audio, but in the meantime, I'm gonna continue recording episodes and see if I can fix the issue, but, um regardless today's episode um we're going to be talking about like i said the lateral shoulder raises this is the first episode of kind of a mini series on the podcast that i'm going to call quick tips to fix your form quick so today is quick tips to fix your lateral raise form so in this series we're going to go over of course the correct form on various exercises um, the correct form being what you should be doing, how your body positioning should be, what you should be focusing on, different cues for you to think of while you're doing the exercise, as well as potentially some modifications, um, and of course, why the exercise is important in general. Why are we even focusing on it? So for why are we focusing on lateral raises, um, first of all, it's probably the best isolation Exercise for the lateral delt. There's not a lot of isolation exercises for the lateral delt. One of the other ones is um, Upright rows, but I've talked about upright rows in this channel before um, Upright rows have a very high risk Relatively high risk of shoulder impingements because of that high internal rotation component So I just don't I avoid those all together and because I avoid those all of my all of like my lateral delts um, exercises or focus that I—that's not a good way to phrase it. I use the lateral um, raise to build my lateral delts. Is what I'm trying to say. That's the main exercise. Exercise as I, I use. Um, it also doesn't get that much activation from compound exercises like the, um, like the overhead press and the bench press. Those are more overhead press a little bit, but they're more going to be going to be hitting the front delt of the shoulder. Um, so yeah, like I said, lateral deltoid. Um, is it's one of the best isolation exercises to hit it. Um, and it's not going to be hit a lot with other exercises. So you're going to want to use this as like a staple in pretty much all workup programs is the lateral delt. Um, and then why the lateral delt itself is important for strength reasons. Obviously it's part of the shoulder and the shoulder is very much involved in several strength movements, power movements, athletic movements. If you're playing any kind of sport, especially like baseball, Where there's a lot of movement in the shoulder, you're going to want strong shoulders in general. Um, Admittedly, you're going to want more like rotator cuff strength. You're going to want to focus on that a lot, but it's still part of the shoulder. So, any functions of the shoulder, the lateral delt is still an important thing that you need to be looking at. Um, And then, aesthetically, of course, um, having a developed lateral deltoid uh, gives you that cap shoulder effect, which really contributes to like an X frame where it looks like you have like strong, bigger, broader shoulders on top, and then it comes down into like an X at your waist. Um, So that's like the reasoning why you're going to want to do the exercise um, for strength, functional and aesthetic purposes. Now we're going to get into actually like the different elements of the form that you're going to want to look at. Um, First of all, this is probably the biggest, the biggest thing that I would say for anyone doing a lateral shoulder raise, you need to pay attention to the weight. You just do because if you're doing too much weight, it messes Everything up lateral. The lateral raise is a very form heavy exercise, um, and because it's an isolation exercise, so it's only using one muscle and it has a long lever arm, which is just your arm is extended, so there's a large distance between that weight and like your center of mass. You're going to it's going to be an exercise that lends itself to lower weights and higher repetitions. If you're trying to force that kind of exercise to be a heavy weight exercise. You're not going. A. You could hurt yourself first of all. If you're if you're just being dumb, you could hurt yourself. B. So second off, um, if you're using too much weight, it's just going to throw off your form, which again can lead to hurting yourself. Um, but also, you're just not going to get the proper gains. Like if you're trying to lift, like a let's let's say you should be using a ten pound dumbbell for a set of like ten lateral shoulder raises, for example. If you're trying to use a thirty pound dumbbell. For lateral shoulder raises, when you should only be using about a ten pound dumbbell, that's a huge difference. Even if you're using a twenty pound dumbbell, that's still a huge difference, and you're going to end up messing up your form. You're going to end up like kind of using your back muscles, using your like legs maybe to get it up, using the rest of your arm, and just bring the bring the dumbbell up as best as you can. But you're not like really focusing on your shoulder, which is a not good, of course, because you're not using your shoulder. for the shoulder exercise, that's meant to isolate that shoulder movement, or shoulder that shoulder muscle, and again, it can lead to hurting yourself, especially if you're like throwing your throwing your back backwards as you're momentuming momentuming up the weight. That's not a word, but we'll use it anyway. That can hurt your back, especially if you're if you're older or you have uh, previous back problems or you don't work out your back at all. Those muscles aren't going to be strong enough, and you can you can. Seriously, like you could throw out your back doing this. Um, You could also, of course, hurt your shoulder and other muscles in the back if you're just doing it wrong and doing it too heavy and doing it incorrectly. So that's the first main thing. That's probably the biggest thing of this entire episode. If you take anything away from this episode, I think that's the number one thing is to to look at the weight you're using for this exercise. And just in general, rule of thumb, all isolation exercises, you need to pay attention to the weight. Because if you're only using one muscle or in like one joint, you're not going to be able to lift as much weight as with compound exercises. So don't try to, right? It's better to get the form right, especially if you're going for hypertrophy, especially if you're going for hypertrophy. Get the form right and focus on the form. And then you can increase weight as a way to progressively overload the muscle and progress. But you don't need to lift heavy right away. It's not necessary and it can be very detrimental. Second thing, which kind of goes along with what I was talking about, with lowering the weight is you, you want to reduce the momentum, which is kind of what I was talking about. You want to reduce the momentum because A, you're not working the working muscle. You're not working the muscle, you're trying to work. Um, and B, there's some injury risk there. There is. Um, especially, and this especially applies to, um, <clears throat> excuse me, this especially applies to newer people um, newer people or people who haven't done this exercise or people who have been doing the exercise, but have been doing it wrong and are now trying to correct their form. If you're trying, if you're not like experienced with this exercise and you don't have the correct form, not just if you're experienced, but if you don't have the correct form, you need to reduce the momentum and make sure you're doing very strict form movements so you can get that form down. And that's just a general rule with pretty much every exercise, get the form down first. You have time. You're not in a huge rush. Unless you're a Hollywood actor, in which case, why are you listening to me? (laughs) Go hire a personal trainer. But for everyone else, you have time. You're fine. Don't rush yourself. Focus on the form of the exercise. Reduce the momentum so you can learn the form properly. And then you can add in stuff like advanced techniques, like controlled cheating, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, You can add in advanced techniques. You can make modifications within reasoned. And th- but those are advanced techniques for a reason, okay? They're not meant for people who don't have the proper form of an exercise. <clears throat> um, and Jeff Nippard actually gave some options for um, helping you reduce momentum, like when you're learning the form. One of the options being um, if you're seated. If you're seated down, if you're, seated, if you're sitting down, right? And you're trying to do a lateral shoulder raise, it's easier to not momentum up the weight than if you're standing. Although, um... With the seated, the bench can sometimes kind of get in the way on that down movement. Like when you're going down, sometimes the dumbbells will hit the bench. So that can be kind of annoying. So he also gave another option, which was um, standing up, but then like flexing your hips to keep like your legs straight and keep your back straight, trying to keep that all in line. So like flexing your glutes and your hips and keeping that all in line while doing the exercise. So you're not like hip using hip extension or back, like swinging your back to get the momentum, to you increase the momentum and get the weight up. excuse me um and then another thing in another thing to remember in order to decrease momentum uh you're gonna want to initiate with like the shoulder which is i mean this is obvious but it's it seems obvious, but a lot of people don't. It's not obvious to a lot of people. You want to initiate with your shoulder, actively trying to initiate with your shoulder, not with your back or your body or your legs. Because if you do that, then obviously you're going to have momentum and assistance for muscles that you're not trying to work in this exercise. Third thing um, that we want to talk about for fixing your form is going to be your grip. This is a pretty st- uh, standard one. Almost every single exercise, when I talk about... Um, Form Grip is going grip and or hand position is going to be somewhere there um, for this one grip. You're going to want to grip it with actually not like a um, Symmetrical grip, I guess is the word I would use on the dumbbell You're gonna want your index finger to kind of be at the heads of the dumbbell in index finger against the dumbbell head And you, you want your pinky to be kind of in the middle of the dumbbell um, and this oh My apologies. I actually scratched this out in my notes. So what this was saying is because um, this hand grip position where your index finger is against the dumbbell head and the pinkies in the middle, uh, it forces you to kind of have a little more inter- interior rotation at the top of the movements, which increases the work that the lateral head is doing, right? Um, that I actually crossed that out, um, so ignore that, um, but I will get into the reasoning why in a little bit. Um, basically it's because internal rotation, you, you can get into some risk for your shoulder health there. And I'll talk again a little bit more about that in depth, uh, later in the episode. So just in general grip, just hold the dumbbell. Um, you can use it with like a thumb grip where you're using your thumb or a false grip where you're not using your thumb. That's personal preference. It doesn't really make a huge difference. Either way is totally fine. So that's it for grip. Uh, apologies for the small mistake there. Moving on to the next tip. Is um if you're experiencing like shoulder clicking, so this is a very specific one. If your shoulders are clicking, um, one thing that Jeff Nippard recommended, and um, I do want to make a small disclaimer here. I'm not a per like a physical therapist or certified personal trainer s- yet. Um, so me making a recommendation based on injury prevention and injury um recovery, all of the information I'm giving to you guys from that is based on what I hear from other pers like physical therapists and personal trainers. Okay, so if I make a recommendation that's purely me, I will exp- explicitly state that, but anytime I mention shoulder risk or something like that, it is coming from either like Jeff Nippert or more likely Jeff Cavalier of AthleanX, cause he talks about shoulder health a lot. Um, and of course, all the videos I use um, will be linked in the description. Um, but yeah, I just want to make a disclaimer there um, in general, do not listen to me for physical therapy advice, except I'm getting this advice from physical therapists. So it's not me saying this. That's I just want to say that real quick. But anyway, like I was saying, if your shoulders are clicking, what one thing Jeff Nippard recommended you do is kind of bring your scapula back before you do the exercise. He said um, that should help with the clicking um, and that will be in the video that I um, link below. Um, you can check that out as well. Um, but that's basically the recommendation he gave. So the next thing, the next thing um, we're gonna talk about is just basically it's the form. I'm just going to describe parts of the form that you need to focus on and parts that are important. So you're gonna want your shoulder blades to be contracted, right? So you wanna bring your kind of your shoulder blades back. That's the best way to um, like start. Um, <clears throat> again, for that clicking noise and also just it's easier to initiate the movement with the shoulder when your shoulder blades are back like that and contracted. You're going to want to lead out and up with the elbow a really good cue that i've heard um for this is basically act like you're trying to reach under a fence right so you're going like you're bringing your hand down uh to get like under the fence and then to like outside to get under and across the fence so it's kind of like that scoop movement and then you're bringing it up that's a really good cue that i learned that i heard forgot where i heard it from but i've ever since i've used that it has made For me, a very significant difference, at least in how it feels when I do the exercise. It feels much better initiating the contraction like that than it has been without using that cue. So yeah, you're gonna wanna lead out and up with the elbow is what Jeff Nipper says. Uh, You want to raise the dumbbell. First, you don't wanna raise it perfectly like outward, exactly outward with your body. You're gonna wanna raise it in what's called the scapular plane um and that's about 15 to 30 degrees let me me explain this so you're if you are looking at yourself from the top right from a top view and make a line from shoulder to shoulder and then extend that line outward 50 to 30 degrees forward from that line is the scapular plane and that's the area you want to lift the dumbbell in basically what i'm saying is lift it very slightly forward not exactly out to the side that's more of what i'm saying if you didn't understand the mumbo jungle about scapular plane just lift it slightly in front of your body not completely out to the side <clears throat> um and one thing you want to focus on during the exercise you want to focus on only flexing the lateral deltoid and keeping your arms uh quote soft um this is something that i myself experience a lot doing the lateral raise is my forearm especially will tense And like my other, like my upper arm will tense when I'm doing a lateral raise. And so they'll end up doing a lot of the work. You want to try and keep your, like, first of all, don't squeeze your grip. And it's easier not to squeeze your grip. Again, going back to the first point, if you're not using heavy weights, because when you're using a heavy weight, you need to like squeeze your grip to like hold onto it. So it doesn't fall. But if you're using a lighter weight, then that's not as big of an issue. So again, use the correct weight. So you want to keep your grip like secure. You don't want to drop the dumbbell, obviously but loose enough to where your forearm's not super tense and you want to try and relax your forearm muscle and your upper arm muscle and contract with the lateral deltoid itself, okay? Again, initiate with the muscle you're trying to work. That's very important. And then next, we're going to talk about some cues. Um, I already told about like the reaching under the fence one. That really helps to kind of, um, I don't know why that exactly works, but it helps visualize contracting with the lateral head first. That really helped me initiate the movement properly. Um, Another thing you can use, another cue you can use while you're doing the exercise is you're wanting to think about pulling like the outer part of your shoulder towards the inner part of your shoulder. So not necessarily lifting up, but think about taking the outer part of your shoulder and bringing it into the middle, the the, um, medial or inner part of your shoulder. And you can do that. That goes along really well with the, with the um scoop under the fence cue, because it's like scoop under the fence is like how you initiate it. And then you think about pulling, <coughs> excuse me, you think about pulling the outer to the inner of the shoulder. And that really helps as well to bring the arm up. And then when you think about that, if you like test it out right now with your shoulder, you think about that, it's you pull your arm up without really using your arm muscles, like your upper arm and your forearm muscles, which is what you're trying to do with the exercise. So those are two Amazing cues. Um, And then, again, going along with the the under the fence thing, Jeff Nippert also says to think about sweeping the weight out and not lifting it up, which, again, goes with the fence thing. You want to kind of, like, sweep it under the fence and then sweep it up. And then that helps to take the traps out of the movement because you're not shrugging. A lot of times what people do when they're doing the lateral raise, first of all, use their arms, but also when they're doing the lateral raise just to get it up, they start to, like, raise – their shoulder and their arm up by using the traps to shrug which is of course not the aim of the exercise working the traps is fine but that's not what we're trying to do in this exercise we're trying to isolate the lateral deltoid because there's not a lot of opportunities other than this to do that so trap movement is not a goal we're trying to hit so we're trying to take that out of the movement as much as possible along with all of the other muscles because again this is an isolation movement and then um talk another cue and this is Jeff Nippert again. A lot of these cues come from Jeff Nippert because Jeff Nippert is just an incredible resource, um, and I've talked about him multiple times on this channel. Um, once you've cleared the first half of the positive, the first half of the positive being when you're lifting the weight up, um, he says to slightly internally rotate the um, slightly internally rotate the shoulder. Again, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, how that can affect shoulder health. But he what he did mention. That this may take away, or th- while this may take away from the traps, it also may increase impingement risk. Risk. Um, so he said, like use this at your own discretion. Uh, also, if you have sh- this, just general rule: anything where there's shoulder risk, definitely do not do it if you have a shoulder injury, or have had a shoulder injury, like recently, or are in general struggle with sh- struggle with shoulder problems. It's just not worth the risk do not do it if you just recovered from an impingement like a couple months ago please please don't please don't do like risky shoulder movements again i'm not a physical therapist but that's just common sense (laughs) just don't do it um that's not even part of that wasn't part of like my planning for the episode but i just had to say that because oh my lord Um, i couldn't imagine doing that but um yeah anyway, that's the last cue that I have for you now we're going to be talking about a different perspective on the lateral uh race, which i think is a very very important perspective to have um this comes largely from athlete next, Jeff Cavalier who like i said he's a big like he's a he um coached for the you No, know, he didn't coach he was a like strength coach or personal trainer for like the New York Mets. Um, he works with professional athletes, he's a physical, physical therapist, um, very well known. Um, he talked about internal rotation specifically, like how it relates to, um, lateral raises and shoulder health. So, so, um, one thing that a lot of people, um, which you've heard me talk about a lot of people prescribe. I guess is the word I could use or tell people to do for the lateral shoulder raise is to internally rotate. You heard it in this episode, Je- uh, Jeff Nippard mentioned that a couple times, internal rotation, internal rotation, um, as to like use that to help um, activate the muscle more. Um, a lot of people say that internal rotation is needed to activate the medial head and a cue that they use to do that is called like pouring the pitcher. So it's like raising your pinky above your thumb and they internally rotating toward at the top of the movements. Here's the thing, and this is what um, Jeff Cavalier said. He said the reasoning behind this, like the reason why people think internal rotation is necessary or not necessarily necessary, or why internal rotation um, can increase the work done by the lateral head, it's a concept that I've used um, on my podcast before, where it's basically the muscle being perpendicular to the line of force. Um, generating, like, a higher amount of tension or peak tension. Um, The line of force, of course, being gravity. So when you're internally rotating the shoulder, it gets the lateral deltoid perpendicular to gravity, whereas if it's neutral or externally rotated, then the lateral deltoid is not perpendicular to gravity. So that's the main reasoning behind it, which is a valid reasoning. Um, And I've used it before, and I've heard it be used before um, for different exercises, for example, like the lying tricep. Um, extension when you're doing a lying tricep extension tilting your like bringing your elbow back farther so that um <clears throat> so that at the top of the movement so that at the top of the movement your triceps not parallel to gravity because then there's like no tension there um which is the same thing you experience in a bench press when you go up and then you're just resting at the top there's like no tension there it's the same kind of concept that we're talking about here and i've used it before people have used it before it's a valid concept so the reasoning's not wrong the issue is, which uh, Jeff brings up, is that it's essentially too risky. It's not worth the risk because it's a little bit extra. It's a little bit of extra um, work done on the muscle when internal rotation isn't even like one of the top functions of the lateral deltoid. It is a very minimal function, is internal rotation. So it's not that big of a player in terms of the muscle and like its function, and it's just not a good combination. How Jeff cavalier puts it is it's a very bad combo when you're internally rotating and you have that elevation with the long lever arm that's a very bad combo for um shoulder problems and like impingement problems especially if and he mentioned this which is i wanted to mention this because this is a good point especially if you're like a pitcher or like doing an athlete that uses their shoulder a lot like if you're a pitcher and you're doing this that is a problem because you're using your shoulder so much pitching This could really, really mess it up, especially because the shoulder's already so worked. So if you're someone who, even if you do like rec sports and you you pitch a lot, definitely look out for this because it's this could be very detrimental for shoulder health. So that's why the internal rotation is recommended. That's why it's not worth the risk. And Jeff actually gives kind of a modification you can do to the lateral shoulder raise to allow for that, for that reasoning behind internal rotation so it's putting the lateral deltoid perpendicular to the line of force which is gravity without internally rotating and that's basically you lean forward a little bit that's that that's pretty much it you lean forward a little bit and then you do the exercise and by leaning forward a little bit you're um making the muscle perpendicular to gravity and if you need a visual like visual for that, again, the video will be linked below, so you can check out that video, it's a good video, very informative, but that's the basics of what he was saying, so going back to the comments I made uh, from Jeff Nippert about the grip and about the internal rotation, I personally would just avoid them, because as AthleanX said, it's not worth the risk. Um, and he even gave a modification that you can do to get the benefits without the detriments. So I would not do the grip thing that I started to say, which is um, index finger to the head of the dumbbell and the pinky finger to the middle of the dumbbell. I would not do that because then again, again, that promotes internal rotation. And the internal rotation at the top of the movements, um, which Jeff Nippert mentioned, again, I probably, to be safe, stay away from it. If you would like to do that, you can do it, but just do it at your own risk. Um, and just know the risks involved is what I will say. And again, I'm not a physical therapist. So if you decide I'm gonna do the lateral raise and then you get injured, <laughs> that's that's on you basically is what I'm saying. I, to- I told you the risks. I can't obviously force you to do anything, but those are the risks. And I give you a modification as well for you to use um, potentially in place of that. So hopefully you don't get injured um, and you guys can all do the lateral deltoids, uh, lateral delt raises safely, securely, and get the gains that you need from them. Also, actually, I missed this part in the modification that Jeff mentioned. When you're you want to lean forward, but you also want to externally rotate you wanna externally rotate and lean forward. External rotation is opposite of internal rotation, so it's gonna keep you from internally rotated accidentally, and just in general, it's better for postural health and shoulder health, and doing that plus leaning forward is going to put the lateral deltoid perpendicular to gravity, which is what you were getting with internal rotation anyway. And that's it. That's all for the episode. A little bit more long-winded than I meant it to be, which I apologize, um, but a lot of this was me talking about shoulder health, which. It's just, it's an extremely important topic because if you don't know shoulder health is, it's very bad if you get a shoulder injury. Very, very bad. It can totally throw off, it can throw off like months and months and months of training and keep you out of the gym altogether in some cases. So you really need to be taking care of your shoulders. Um, And that's, but that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you so much for your patience Um, because this is posted like kind of a little bit later afternoon because I've been trying to fix audio um and for understanding about the audio again i will try and fix that i cannot believe it probably won't be fixed by um the third episode of this week friday i doubt it will be might not be fixed for next week but i i will try i will try and troubleshoot i'll try and ask people um i have no idea what the issue could be but i'll i'll look for it <laughs> well we'll see um thank you thank you wow that was a weird noise thank you guys so much for listening um stay tuned for friday friday's episode is actually going to be talking about spoiler alert. it's going to be talking about bulking and cutting um whether that's a good thing whether it's a bad thing and if it is a good thing how can you do it without being stupid um <laughs> but it's probably i'm not 100 percent sure what the episode is going to be so those are just some ideas but it's going to be generally about the topic of bulking and cutting um thank you guys for listening that's like the fourth time i've said it i'm gonna leave now have a good day and good Bye.